Welcome back to JM Radio, everybody. My name is Jeremy Siegel, your host, and I am alongside my co-host, Mike. What's up? Got a new <laughs> mic, bro. What? It's such a long pause there. What? There was like a hugely long pause there. It was funny. All right. Good. We'll uh, keep that in. See what's uh, up. This is what we need to have cameras on. Uh, uh, nothing. Nothing is up right now. How about yourself? How are you? Nothing. Uh, like I said, I got a new mic, so I'm excited to do this first episode with it. The, the spring training baseball start today. I'm pretty excited about that. Weather's getting oh, nicer. Geez. I think we're going somewhere, maybe. I don't know. I, I completely forgot baseball season was starting again. That's That'll be fun to watch. Little return to normalcy. Yeah. I'm sure you're, you're excited about the Diamondbacks, whatever they have going on. Oh, yeah. I think they're ranked right next to the Tigers. My two teams are like 25th and 26th in the league. So we're going to have. I think the Tigers were to beat the Yankees today. Or like last I checked, they were. I mean, they got they got young talent. So they got potential. Whereas the Diamondbacks have Zach Gallen, and that's it. I'm not shitty on Zach Gallen. Well, he's really good. I don't know why. I don't know why the Marlins traded him, but we'll talk about baseball not here. Uh, Yeah. Zach (laughs) Gallen. We're, we're coming up on our pandemic anniversary. It's March today. That's going to be where this podcast really hits. We're thinking about the music from that uh, part of a year ago, I feel like. I mean, start thinking I about the can't... pandemic memories. I feel like that's one where you, this is like unique. I think that's when I start recommending like Animal Crossing songs, and you can really see the pattern of just going insane and quarantine hitting both of us at like the same time, and how we yeah. both reacted to it. We both have a few Animal Crossing songs. Yeah. God, we really played Animal Crossing way too much the first two months of quarantine. Oh, it was great, bro. It was every day, bro, some would say. Um. Sure. <laughs> With that, let's end this part of the podcast, please. That's terrible. <laughs> let's just end the podcast. Uh, thank you, everybody. Good okay. night. Um, uh, no. Number one Stick around. is Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. It's April's uh, next month. I want to I wanna run this by you. I think I might have mentioned it before, but what if for the week of April Fools, we just skip the list and we recommend each other each like five TikToks and we rank them? Yeah, you mentioned this last week. <laughs> no, yeah, on the podcast? Week. Yeah, you did. I remember editing it. So yeah. Um. Well, did you write, viewers, did you write that down again? <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, okay. I just really oh. want to do it, so I keep thinking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I'll say the same response I did last week. Let's talk about that off air. That's another another conversation. Um. Okay, great. <laughs> so, do you have anything it's... that happened on March first, the week of March first, a year ago? Well, no, these songs uh, were the previous week, so the list end, ended March 2nd. Um, oh, okay. Oh, right. For this, yeah, no, today's... So, this is where I the list no, will fucked up for the rest of time. will always be a day off, because 2020, as awful as it was, had an extra day in it in February. <laughs> so, for the rest of the year now, we're going to be one day extra in the week. We're not going to recommend more songs, but 2020 had an extra day, so all the days are about to get shifted over one and screw up all of our listings. But That's no fun. That's no fun, like you said. But 
uh, no, but just to prove that 2020 was the worst. It's like, here's an extra fucking day to deal with this shit. Um, had to just give, just twist the knife a little bit more. Anyway, no, I didn't. I don't know what happened then. I think I was playing baseball on my Sandlot team down here. Uh, do you remember anything that was happening? From the beginning of March? No, I don't remember. Nope. Okay. Well, my my pre-pandemic 2020 is I remember like the day I saw Sonic in theaters and then pandemic happened. Yeah, you talked about this last week too. And then I realized recording it, that was the last movie I saw in theaters too before the pandemic hit. I remember working my internship in the city. That's where I was when like that one day happened where the pandemic started. But we can talk about that when it comes. Like when a change gonna come? Oh, the bad segue. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's, let's get into it. Let's just jump into it. Uh, week oh, yeah. seven. Keep using the fucking Philip the Franco quote. Uh, week seven. All the young secret vampires. I realized last week I didn't say on the podcast what the name was to surprise you. So Siegel, let me yeah. let me come up with a name one week. I feel like I can come up with something clever. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like my next one, so maybe week nine, because I think I need help with that one. Uh, okay. So that's going to be the quarantine week too. I think like the beginning of the pandemic, so we can work that. It's in right maybe. around there. It's right around there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So week seven, all the young secret vampires. Uh, my first song is "Change Gonna Come" by Mike Young, spelled so weirdly. Y-U-N-G. That's not uh, that weird. This song, it's, it's pretty odd, and it's not his real name. He changed it, so it's like his stage oh, name. Oh, okay. I guess that makes um, it a little weirder, but still. To choose that as your stage name is quite odd. Uh, original, I guess. Cover song. Don't know if you know this. Uh, this is a cover that song. That doesn't really surprise Sam, me. Yeah, this is a Sam Cooke song from 1964, and it is rated on the Rolling Stones' greatest songs of all time. Number 12 of all time. Not this song, obviously, but Sam Cooke's version. Uh, so, again, highly recommend if you didn't know this was a cover to go listen to the original. Much different. This is more like sway and like blues. Whereas the other one's more a little bit higher pitched or a little bit higher energy, I should say. Uh, but Mike Young, interesting story. Uh, I don't know if everyone knows this, but he was on America's Got Talent season 12 uh, because of his story where he was singing as a New York subway like artist, where he just sang in the subway for a living. And he signed a record deal 38 years prior to uh, showing up on America's Got Talent in 2017, but then he got dropped by his label. So it's like a redeeming, cool, great guy story. Uh, he released this cover. <laughs> Tragic hero, I guess. Uh, he released this cover song right before he went on America's Got Talent. Brilliant marketing move on his part. The song's great. Uh, it's about civil rights. 64, it's like the heart of the civil rights movement. Uh, it was written by Sam Cooke when his uh, entourage and him got turned away by uh, white-only business. I think it was a motel in Louisiana. And, you know, it's like a change going to come. And it's like, that's like the whole spiel that he's trying to. It, it, he's, it's still a fight that goes on today. So it's it's still relevant, this song, which is 
sad, but true. Yeah. Uh, Change is going to come. He's been hoping since 64, just like Bob Dylan says, the times are changing. This guy's hoping for change. It's a lot about change. Uh, But, you know, it's like, who's going to change shit, bro? Is it going to be Joe Biden? Uh, Let's not get political. Fuck. Uh, (laughs) So. Maybe not. What do you think about this song? I like this guy's voice a lot. Uh, It's a nice vibe. I like the opening. This dude's voice is powerful, bro. Yeah, that's super I, strong. The um, the emotion in his voice is like now that I you. know he's a he started on the subway. I can't imagine like walking on the around the subway listening like hearing this guy's voice. <laughs> it's like what is that? Like how is this guy? Yeah, if I heard this guy in a platform with the echo in a subway, it would probably sound amazing. So we'd only perpetuate that idea of how good of a singer he is. Um, sadly, didn't win AGT. But uh, he came back for cool that the it's Champions above. season. Yes. Cool that it's about civil rights. I know that. But yeah. It's yeah, definitely so applicable it's, to like more, you know. A long time. It's It's been a long time coming, but a change going to come. Uh, it's also about like how he grew up. Sam Cooke, that is the person who wrote it, not Mike Young. But they're both African-American artists. So cut from the same thread. The song was good. It was solid. That's some uh, nice background instrumentals that I liked. Yeah, the smooth guitar carried it, whereas in the original, it's more yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one's definitely modernized, this take on the song, which is very enjoyable. But It's more horny. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> let's go to the next song. On that note, time to have a... Cinco de Mayo Shit Show by Marietta. That's the song. So this is the second and probably I think last Marietta song that's on the list. Um I I don't know how like first line where he says, Lately it's been getting it's been getting late, but I'm not tired. He fits like all those words into like one syllable. I don't know. I just wanted to point that out. Whenever whenever that song starts and he says that whole sentence, I'm like, how did you do that? Um it has like similar progressions to God Bless Eric Taylor. Uh, similar lyrics about like being depressed, but like bumming about in like a beautiful way. Um, just make it like, like the whole vibe makes me think of growing up and coming of age stuff. Um, like the, I feel like this song is about like a feeling I can relate to a lot where you're, where your life is like super messy and like stressful, but like sometimes you realize you're producing like amazing, beautiful memories. I feel like that's what this song is about. Um, like the line uh driving to the shoreline with your check engine light on like <laughs> it's they're they're not being responsible or anything but they're still doing something nice um like you know think about Cinco de Mayo shit show is a perfect encapsulation of that idea the title itself like a gross like fucked up amazing party um i love the whole thing where they go into like Person, they talk. They talk about personhood itself feeling strange. That's a funny line, but I think uh, these kinds of kids have a hard time relating to like human desires for materialism, and they don't really care about anything but like wholesomeness and good vibes. And yeah, it's nice. I like the song. I love Marietta still. Yeah, it's, it's sorry. It's sad. Uh, it's sad they broke up because I they're growing on me like front bottoms did, or are still growing on me as the front bottoms have 
uh, it's surprising to hear. I, I think this song's better than last week's Marietta song. Personally, I think. I know you really enjoyed uh, "God Bless Eric Taylor," but I I don't know. Yeah, I think Eric Taylor. I like that one more than this, but I think this one's more overall enjoyable with like maybe because it's more up my alley with like the harmonies and like it's more grounded in rock where i think last week's was he had is that the one where he whined over the entire time i didn't like that you really hated that (laughs) yeah so this one sounds more traditional traditionally grounded in rock like rock and roll or like punk rock um and there was there were some lines that got to me where it was like, and we're all going straight to hell for all the lies we tell ourselves. Great line. Uh, it's just like, yeah, that's a good line. The song, the songwriting in both Marietta and, and front bottoms. I don't know if they're from the same like area and music, but similar. That, yeah. I that guess. vibe of like coming of age and like dealing with the shit of like out of high school, maybe college age. These two bands like nail, like, right on the head perfectly so yeah that's that's summer death yeah that's i understand why you enjoy these bands and i'm slowly starting to like them too Uh, i think we're actually like growing out of their age range sadly or at least i am (laughs) um but i don't i mean front bottoms those people are like a lot older than us at this point like i guess they were around when they released their first album they were around our age but that was like 2011 so Oh, okay. So maybe maybe we're still in their age range. We might be on the young end. Um, but I mean, it's not like we're gonna like change immediately. I think we're we're uh, like the thing is we're growing up with these people. You have to remember that. True. Like we're gonna stay the same age as they are. Yeah, uh, growing up in the pop saturated market that we have, like think of like Ariana Grande and those fuckers, like this is good to hear that there's still people making good music in my mind or in my eye. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was very enjoyable. I don't know, uh, Ariana Grande recent album is kind of good, bro. No, it's not bro. It just samples other crap, <laughs> bro. Seven rings. So I forget what that is, but whatever. Anyway. Okay. Next I liked one. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love our endings to songs where we're just like, are, are we done? Are we done talking? <laughs> we know what to move on. Uh, so the next, my next song is All the Young Dudes by Matha Hopple. I, I don't know if it's Hoople or Hopple. Uh, I think it's Hopple. I know this was a cover, bro. Uh, it's not a cover, bro. I don't know where you've heard that. Uh, but uh, 1972. Am I thinking of a different one? Uh, well, I'll explain the story in a second, but 256 on the greatest songs of all time. So I got two of the greatest songs of all time on this list. Uh, no, this song was originally written by David Bowie. Maybe that's where you're getting your... Oh, yeah, I guess mind that's what I crossed. Yeah. Mata Hopple consisted of a lot of like David Bowie's backup band. So David Bowie really liked their stuff, but they were about to like disband... And David Bowie's like, no, you're not. And he started giving them material so they would make a new album because <laughs> he had too much because David Bowie is like a god when it came to writing music. So that's like a dream. Like, imagine the front bottoms were like, we're disbanding. You were like a songwriter. You were writing to them. It's like, no, I have music for you to still produce. Uh, 
David Bowie's amazing. I mean, not only that, but imagine it being David Bowie. Yeah, and so David Bowie's version, where he covers this song, but it's technically his song, but whatever, is much different than this version. Mott the Hopple, Hoople gave it its own like twist to glam rock. Uh, I don't know if you know that term, but Mott the Hopple, Hoople, fuck it, is this, glam this rock. The song felt like, at the beginning, it felt like it was the ending of a song. Okay, that's another thing, because this technically is the second part of a David Bowie song. It was supposed to be in a on his Ziggy Stardust album, where it's like this was supposed to be the following oh, so of, smart. of five years, which is the intro song on Ziggy Stardust. Uh, now we're getting really deep into the David Bowie genre of music. But back to this song. Uh, its chorus is one of the things that I've noticed more and more as we've gone through these lists and you've talked about uh, with the aspect of being able to like sing it at a stadium or a crowd. Uh, this chorus is reminiscent of that, which I haven't appreciated until you kept like repeating that. Like, oh, I like this chorus or this part because it's able to be sung at like a concert. So I started appreciating those aspects of songs more because you've mentioned it. And this yeah. chorus is that, or you can sing it in your car now because not the Hopple Hoople is from 1972. So they're like in their 80s. So they're not touring anymore. Uh, but this song, Swanky Organ Backing, gotta love the organ. Oh, uh, I noticed that. Yeah, good. So I'm noticing the chorus and you're me. noticing organs. We're, we're changing our music consumption for each other. That's awesome. That's very cool, honestly. <laughs> I would sit on that for a while. That's very interesting that we're slowly changing yeah. ourselves or changing each other. But uh, it's just, it's a fun album. And the fun fact about this album. I like this song. Or this this song, sorry. The fun fact about this song is they actually had two people listed as the hand claps. So shout out Stewie George and Nikki Graham. They actually listed their names as the people who clapped hands in the song. <laughs> it's just like... That's epic. But it, yeah, this song's really good. There's a lot of interpretations of the song, but you don't have to get into it. If you're interested, you can look it up. But some say it's a gay anthem. Uh, Lou Reed said it was a gay anthem. All the young dudes. Uh, and Bowie said it was a following of the five years from his album. He wrote it, so I believe Bowie more. Um, but it might be interpreted differently if you didn't know it the kind of me thing. felt like a, a generation lost type vibe to me that's fascinating that you'd make that comparison because they're such different Why? songs no it, they're just i mean not not in like sounds i guess but like lyrically uh, in a way yeah i guess but it is it is similar in the fact that uh it's like denouncing the old rock and roll or the old times where he even mentions Rolling Stones and the Beatles and that they're moving into this T-Rex uh, glam rock era of rock. So it's like moving forward in life. So yeah. it actually is. You bring up a good point. I would never have compared the two, but I like that comparison. Um, I guess I just had that in the back of my brain. But yeah, this is actually really, I uh, didn't like this. It didn't really stay with me when I first heard it, but this one's really good actually. I'm so happy I don't know. for that. I like this. It, I, I think. I it, mean, I, I like David Bowie a lot too. I don't. Well, yeah. we have a David Bowie week. There's one week where we have like three or four songs that I'd recommend. So, 
It might like be next David week. Bowie. And like I, I knew I, you recommended a bunch that I already knew. Yeah, well, I would, I love David Bowie. So, do you want to sing about Weekly Shonen Jump? Uh, repeat that because you kind of cut out. So next song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, this is Weekly Shonen Jump by Radwimps. Uh, so this is by this is the Japanese rock band Radwimps. First Japanese song of the playlist, yeah. I think so. I think yeah. so. Definitely a few more. Uh, they they coined the word Radwimps, a combination of American words rad and wimp, and it's supposed to mean something like excellent weakling, like a rad. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. <laughs> that's just what <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um. I think they're a big deal in Japan. Like they had, uh, you heard of that movie, Your Name. They had like the big the title song for that song for that movie, the animated movie that everybody was crying to. Are you asking me? I don't know. So that movie. Thought, Sorry. I mean, I, I no. guess that turned into a question. You know, you don't know your name. No. Kimi no Nawa. All right. Well. Kimi da yogi na yodono. That's your line, April. That's not your name. Okay. No. Um. So I looked up the lyrics. I guess it's about like a uh, think like a, a secret life of Walter Mitty type thing. Um, yeah, like oh, a weekly sh- like a weekly shonen jump in Japan is a uh, like a serial weekly manga series, and the the narrator is kind of talking about how like he's daydreaming about being in a shonen jump where he's like saving his crush or his love or something. Um, the it's calming. It's kind of nice. It's not amazing. Uh, the lyrics go places. The song is pretty long. Uh, like he's the in in the he's talking about like being in the in his little made up show or manga and like turning on the narration. Um, he's all these details of what his character is doing. Uh. This is, I mean, the, the translation is probably a little weird and bad or where I found it. Starting here, finally, our hero takes stands and faces towards glory, gripping his bloodied pride. That is not, when I hear this song, I don't think he would, uh, I did not assume that's where he went, but yeah, it's all right. Uh, that's not really my thing now. I don't know when I was into this song or why, but it's fine. What? You're good. Oh, Go. sorry. That's why we need cameras. Uh, uh, if those are actually, if those, I sound like David Bowie. If those are actually the uh, lyrics, the bloody whatever, that's a very in- interesting juxtaposition between like the piano ballad and like the technical. Exactly like, right. That's why I did, I know I did not think that's where it would be. Like it was like thinking like Ed Sheeran, like oh your hair is long and stuff like that. It's not like blood in the water. I'm like what? No. Uh, because this is like, it's like almost like crooner esque, but I didn't bother looking into the lyrics because another language and probably wouldn't translate well, like you said. But technically speaking, this guy's a really good singer. Um, you I, think so? Yeah, he's a very good singer. I was, I the more I listened to this song, I was like, oh, this guy's a really good voice. There's a barrier there because language. So I don't think I could really get into him as much, but technically speaking, really good singer. And if he's playing piano, very good piano player. Their song in uh, Your Name 
Zen Zen Zens. Might like it. Look it up. Okay, I'll do that. I mean, I again, I can't understand what the hell they're saying, but he convinces me that there's power behind the words he's saying and how he like sings. I agree. Seagull, now I'm like interested. Weekly Shonen Jump more than me. That's weird. I was I was surprised by how good or how much I liked it. Um, I'm not. It's not on my top five, but I was like, I appreciate it as like as what it was. But it wasn't like uh, it. It wasn't that good. It wasn't good enough to make it on my top five. Yeah. But good, powerful, emotional voice. Uh, you know. Yeah, Radwimps is popular, I think. I don't know why Japanese rock bands have like weird names, though. Well, they had to Americanize it. It's like, like oh, is BTS? Like what? What yeah, is? I know, I know that's Korean, no. but oh, they're Korean. They're uh, Korean. Stop. No, I know. I said no. Stop. I know they're Korean, oh. but I, I was gonna make the comparison of does BTS translate to something? I like when I see BTS, I, I think behind I, the scenes, but I know that's probably yeah. not their name. I know. Uh, I remember it was like. Bang ten something, I don't know. Oh, that sucks. If that's actually it, Radwimp is funny. It, so about, there's this band called Bump of Chicken. What does that mean, dude? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they're good, but like I was just. <laughs> I like it. It's like it. I like these names that come out of some of these guys. Speaking of names, yeah. <laughs> our next, Hobo or my Johnson? next pick. Yeah, my next pick uh, is typical story. Hobo Johnson's song from 2019 hobo johnson hobo is a very weird character uh, he's a 26 year old currently uh, he was 24 when this song released but 26 year old emo rapper and spoken word artist uh he got big guy, after... i feel like there was, there was like a glitch in the system where this guy got popular like he does not seem like somebody would have success Okay, so he got big after a tiny desk contest for NPR in 2018 where he uploaded a video and with his backing band called The Lovemakers, all one word. So Hobo Johnson and The Lovemakers, uh, quite a weird group of people. But yeah, he he is a weird combination of things. First off, I've never seen the term emo rapper, so that caught my attention right off the bat. But he is able, especially in this song, and this album is amazing too. I think there's one other one from this album that you recommend later, or you tried to recommend, but then I knew it already. No, uh, sure. you knew it already, yeah. I was actually going to okay. talk about that because I love that song. Yeah, so this album's very good. It has elements that blend rock and rap and has this like crossover appeal between the two where rock, rock guys and rap guys can like live under one roof, which I think is cool and needed in, as a representation in like the music industry more. And there's obviously other examples, but this guy's like the most modern take on it. Uh, Hobo Johnson's super clever. Like his, his lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. The song's like about little, like how we tie up, stuff together. Yeah. It's about little fucked up uh, vignettes that show that you slowly learn as you grow up basically. And it's not like the Hollywood stories, but it's more like real life elements where you get like the the dad trying to follow his dream and losing everything. I think that's the best example where it's like, oh, I could relate to that or I know someone that has that story or 
at least has the dream that he's like, I want to try it. I want to make it, even though I'm like a 40 year old man. Uh, so his, his lyrics are very relatable. Uh, it feels like Samsa almost, which is later in the list. Ooh. Who I fell in love with Samsa. because Mike recommended him. Another guy who sadly stopped making music, but it's like Samsa and modern baseball almost mixed together for me. Um, they should, that would be a collab and a half. Well, modern baseball would have to be still around too. Uh, what if Samza and Modern Baseball returned together and did a crossover song? I that the world would explode, I'd just be dead. Can we get Nickelback <laughs> involved too. No, no. <laughs> yo, that and it has to be a sea shanty. Uh, just, let's let's take over TikTok well, right now. The longest Johns x Nickelback x Samza x Modern Baseball. And throw Hobo Johnson in there for a verse too. Why not? Uh, Why not? Uh, that would that would be quite a collab. Um, so, how did how did you take this song? Or do you want to talk about the other Hobo Johnson song that you? Uh, I mean, I just wanted to say I like that one a lot more. Uh, I feel like I feel like I'm just so obsessed with Mover Away, which is the other song I'm talking about. That like this one, it just doesn't really do much for me. I wish we could talk about Mover Aware, but yeah. He's definitely an acquired taste. I feel like uh like I his he's so talented, obviously. And I'm happy that this guy's popular because I feel like there was like I said, there's like a glitch in the system that let him get recognition. Like I feel like it, it would, this would never happen. Ironically, when you said glitch, you glitched out. So I'm, that's hilarious. You sounded like you were in the matrix for a second. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh also, I Want a Dog from this album is really good. Um, I don't know. I thought I tried to recommend that song, but again, Hobo Johnson's really good. This album, The Rise, I think it's called The Fall of Hobo Johnson. His first was The Rise, and this one's The Fall of Hobo Johnson. Uh, he's a great artist. If you want to know more about this song in particular, there's a genius video that is can do this song much more justice than I can, so we'll send it out on our social medias at JM radio pod. If you want to follow us and see where the genius Same video at the old pub. Yes. Okay. I think we've, we've talked about long enough. Let's go on to. Okay. I'll butcher her name. If I say a it. secret by Francis Quinlan, is this Francis? Sure. Sure. What, what did you thought it was Francis? I don't know. <laughs> I can't speak oh, English God, very right. well. A secret by Francis Quinlan. Uh, Francis Quinlan's a singer from Philly. She was in a band called Hop Along. Um, this song is kind of like a light background music thing. Uh, she has a nice voice. Um, it's kind of like a reference to like unavoidable problems that come up. Like there's a line that talks about uh, this like green lawn and like the effects of climate change. Um, and it like relates back to these issues that are being had in a relationship, presumably between the narrator and somebody else, uh, that the climate change thing is kind of like a metaphor for that. Um, so it's, it kind of like fits in with the album and it kind of made me want to listen to the rest of the album because I thought that was pretty clever and good. Um, but this one itself was just not amazing it was meh i thought i like her voice i like the sound i can definitely see me listening to it like out in public somewhere like hearing it on the 
radio in a store. My favorite vibe is like right before the movie theater, uh, the trailer start in the movies. I made a whole, did I talk about that before? I don't, I don't think so. No. Like right before the before the trailers even start, and there's just like playing music over the speakers. I feel like that's such a vibe. People are like talking. I feel like I can hear that song coming on here. I hear, I heard like amazing songs then. I don't know why. It's so weird. I mean, this song. Uh, I imagine this song playing like you imagine this song playing in a uh, movie theater before the credits. I imagine this song playing at like a touching moment where like they reveal the city in a movie or a video game, like maybe like Last of Us, because uh, of that acoustic like atmosphere that it gives and like the one-on-one oh i need to feel yeah um where it's it's just like you and this the singer the protagonist of the song so that's a very interesting feel that she develops it's just her her guitar and a bassist in this song there's not much like that's a to get lost in it's like you have to focus you have to be in the moment for this song that's um, a good note, Siegel. I feel like a one-on-one song is a really good thing to point out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very personal. It's even the recording. It's like it, it's audio snapshot of the moment. Um, but uh, I found a quote from Francis. I think that's how you say your name. Uh, what? I don't understand. What? What else? How else do you think you say your name? Like, well, it's spelled. It's not spelled like Francis. It's spelled like Franz. Franz. Yeah, isn't that how Francis McDormand spells her name? I don't know. I just thought it was, there was an I in there instead Francis? of the, the country. Um, whatever. Yes. Anyway, she says about the song, it's anger about aging, more so anger about other people aging. Where she has that uh, repeated right thing about. I didn't. I don't have the lyrics in front of me, but uh, even older. You want me to look even older? Uh, yeah, no, it's like that. it's like an argument. I feel like it's an argument between like maybe a uh, an imagined argument between a partner and like what are you mad at me for getting older? Like like the problems like the climate change stuff that would arise that are unavoidable in a relationship. Yeah, this this song's actually it's very good. I'll give it that. I it I think it's pretty smart. Yeah. It gets me intrigued to listen to the rest of her album. Um and since she's an artist yeah, that's like new and upcoming, I highly recommend people go listen to this album because 2020 album that has the vibe of like relaxing. It's just good. <laughs> we need that right now. Yeah, bro. Um, I endorse this song. Um, but endorse? Anyway. I thought sports would play outdoors. Next song. <laughs> Check, please. Uh, theme for an imaginary western by Mountain, 1970, is my next pick. Um, yeah, so this is not. This is again a cover song. I was shocked to find out. I, I thought I didn't recommend a lot of cover songs until I looked into these when I'm doing research. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. This is the cover. I'm really pissed at myself. Um, it was done by an, a guy named Jack Bruce. Uh originally but this is the most famous version of the song so it was written by jack bruce and pete brown who are members of the band cream which i don't know if you know mike but i probably have to recommend cream songs now uh they're from the 60s 
uh they're like one of the definitive bands of like the 60s uh songs white room and sunshine of your love are like their two big hits but this song was played at woodstock so that sets the mood of how old this song is that's from the 60s um this is a very weird song uh because it's kind of a draggy song yeah it basically tells the story of like it wants to be a Western like movie theme song almost. <laughs> and he's even like compared it to that. Although I don't hear that comparison, but that's what everyone's like. Oh yeah, definitely would fit in a Western movie. Um, I don't think it does, but there's elements of like storytelling in the song where it's, there's the distorted guitar throughout like the whole, where it's like kind of like eerie and in the background the entire time as like the problem of the story and the story of the settlers moving west um gives like the guitar and the story just gives like this uncertain vibe of what whether the settlers will like survive in the desert in their new life as they head west and there is like storytelling elements and it wants to again it wants to be so badly <laughs> uh like spaghetti western or just a western movie theme song and it has all the elements and the storytelling aspects, but like I tried so hard to like get back into the song, but I'm. Is there an organ in the song? I believe so. There might be. Can't really remember. Look at honestly. me, bro. Two for two. I don't know though. Shout out to Maybe I'm I mean, ni- 1970s was the time of an organ, a good organ piece. Um, so it makes sense. But yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think about this song, Mike? Honestly, um, I don't know. I feel like I heard the song. I feel like we like talked about the song on the podcast already, even though I'm, I know we didn't. Um, maybe it made me think of all the young dudes for some reason. That's um, what I said too. I like it that. Has this, it has yeah. the same riff. I don't know why. <laughs> maybe because they're just in the same out yeah. list. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. It has. There's like a solo in the middle that I like. Some instrument. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, guitar probably or synth. Yeah, I, I'm assuming I assume it's a guitar solo, but I just don't want to sound dumb. <laughs> Say it's wrong. Uh, I don't um, remember. I actually like that song. It doesn't really uh, that solo doesn't really take me away from the main, the rest of the song too much, which is good. I feel like that's uh, here I am talking about guitar solos, but I feel like the guitar solo is like its own little journey, but it also shouldn't take you away from the rest of the song. Like you come back to the main melody and you're like, oh yeah. This makes sense. It's like, it's like the montage element of the movie in the story. Yeah, exactly. That song. Yeah. Yes. So, um, I actually like this song quite a bit. This and all the young dudes for you this week, both pretty good. So, do you think this could be a theme song for a western? I mean, I wouldn't use it. But... <laughs> okay. Could it? Could but it I be like a the song. song? Could it be a walk-up song? Sure. Yeah. Actually, sure. Okay. Well didn't accomplish its title goal but it could be mike's walk-up song okay i think it's your next song no i'm i'm so excited for this one okay edward 40 hands by mom jeans oh my god i'm so excited um mom jeans uh emo band from california they formed at uc berkeley this is from their 2016 album best buds which is all about a breakup obviously um whole album um this song has two of my favorite like current emo band things 
One of them, which we talked about already, which is naming the songs after just whatever you wanted. And um, can you guess what the other one is, Seal? The references to Bob's Burgers. Yes. No, I love when they put like a <laughs> clip from another, like a TV show or a movie at the beginning. I don't know why. That's so funny. This song opens with like a a few lines from Bob's Burgers. Um, but yeah, Best Buds is like a perfect album. I don't know. I, I mean, like it's not a it's not like the best album, but like it does what it sets out to accomplish. It just does uh, really well. Um, so long, Spotify tried to recommend me Mom Jeans, but like, and I was resisting, and then I finally did, and I love this. Um, the uh. I don't know. The guitar has like a melancholic vibe to it, like a homey thing. So some of the right, like the lyrics are amazing. Like, I love, like, immediately, I'm stuck on you, like the smell of cigarettes and your flower dress is such an image. Just, I can picture that so well. Um, oh, the chorus is amazing. I don't mind that you lie sometimes because I lie too. I'm just like you. It's, it's a quirky, litty, uh, it's a quirky little thought. I think it's like endearing and relatable in the context of a relationship, but it's like it's one of those weird thoughts you have and you don't even don't say it to anybody. Um very visceral image of him waking up spooning his pillow. Um Siegel, I don't know if you like this guy's voice or not, but like it's I, I think it it's pretty unique and I really like it. Um like he sounds like he sounds so like real. It sounds like some weird kid who would be in your high school math class or something. <laughs> so it's like all the more real and relatable that he's singing about this. But yeah. No, I love Mom Jeans and we'll talk we're gonna be talking about a bunch more songs from this album. Uh their other albums like aren't really as good, but Best Buds is amazing. Everybody should go listen to it. Siegel. Uh, yeah, I mean you hit all the points I had basically. I the chorus is amazing. It's one of those things you could I can literally picture myself shouting at a concert to that song uh i don't know if you know but edward 40 hands is a drinking game uh yeah no i know what Edward 40 hands okay, is but okay. i don't think it has anything to do with the song okay i just didn't know if you knew what that was uh it relates nothing to the song uh but yeah, yeah no I, I, like i i like that like you just name your song whatever like there's a song from next week in the album called the vape nation that we'll be talking about <laughs> i do Does like that have anything song. to do with the breakup I, I don't know. I want to hug this guy. Whatever happened in this breakup is just it's not sound yeah. fun. I mean, lyrics are great. They, they fit into that the, the mold of Marietta front bottoms and now mom jeans because it's the first time we're talking about mom jeans. But those three bands have really, have really grown on me because I didn't know them before this list. And Kai Dreams did some stuff too. He was great. But those yeah, bands, but I, like, I like those bands better than Kai Dreams um, personally. Uh, I remember you liked this a lot when I first recommended it. Yeah, it's it's a really good song. It's really catchy. Uh, I'm not going to say it's uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about it. It's a really good song. I hope to go see them live, maybe with you when the pandemic's over, because I think they're a really good band. That would be fun. Front front bottoms too. Uh, I'd love to see them. I wish Warp Tour was still around because they're like the perfect fit for a Warp Tour band. But sadly, that ended too it's all things i think they're making die. they're dropping an album soon mom jeans that's awesome i yeah. can't wait like unfortunately their 2018 album was kind of a disappointment but like if it's anything like best buds i'll be i'll be excited 
also the the album cover art of this is the same similar to the naming aspect where it's just like they're in like a college dorm room and it's just like two yeah, guys just like, like lying down out. on a bed yeah. and it's blurry and yeah. it's like okay this just fits the vibe God of Siegel. everything i love this song on. so much i'm sorry this album no, i'm happy that you like it i'm i love when people talk about the music or movies they like because you can hear the passion in their voice and you hear them the fluctuation and how they speak you can tell their enjoyment level so i love hearing it i have I made it. friends on discord singing the song if he's listening he knows <laughs> he's great if you're listening out yeah. there you know uh you kids out here i i really was i think the first time i listened to the song i was very confused by the opening i'm like is that bob's burgers and is that legal to take part of a like fox show and put it in your song i don't know if that is legal probably uh, not i don't know how they got away with that because there's no way they got the licensing from fox to use that but there's the a lean, song lean mean mom there's one of these songs machine yeah yeah mom jeans there's a song by uh camping in alaska i don't know called um i just want to kick flip into the sunset and disappear that has like a line from the office at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I want okay. to go to Lose It. Yeah, Lose It by Swimmers, spelled S-W-M-R-S in all caps. Uh, TikTok 20- song? Question mark? That's my first note. I Maybe. I don't honestly know where I got this song, um, but it's part of the label Fueled by Ramen, so they're signed by them. Actually, they Fueled were signed by, by them. Uh, they have a controversy, Swimmers. But before we get into that, they got canceled in 2020. Uh, they formed in 2004 after bandmates Cole Beck and Joey Armstrong watched School of Rock in school and decided they wanted to start a band at age nine. Uh, so they've been around since 2004. I mean, they were nine years old, so and they didn't really tour at that point. But... Um, Joey Armstrong is a character. One, he is the son of Billy Joe Armstrong, who is the singer of Green Day. Why uh, did I like guess that? I was like, does it have well, anything to do with that? His name's Armstrong. So, <laughs> I mean, it's either him or the guy on the moon, or Lance Armstrong. I mean, but that's no. a common name. It's not like that's the only... Yeah, I guess. But musician-wise, Billy Joe Armstrong is like... I think the most prolific Armstrong in music Um, and green day is one of my favorite bands. So when I found that I was like, Oh, I have to like these guys. Um, And it was actually founded. Like the band was founded the same years, same year American idiot came out, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. So a lot of coincidences, this band got canceled though, because his son, Joey, has possible sexual assault charges on him. So the band got canceled in 2020. Uh, but That's the song, funny. so movie along from that great moment. Um, and they got dropped by their label. Like they're just, they're on hiatus and maybe done. But the sound, I, I think he's going to be compared, at least in my review and notes, to Green Day. The sound is so fucking different than Green Day. It's slow surf punk rock uh, which is just so weird when i think of like oh this this came from that 
uh, you'd think he would take after his father, but he went a completely different direction. The punk element's still there, I guess, but it's like melodic, distorted guitar drives the melody. It just has like weird electronic orchestra. And it just has so many weird mixes between it. Uh, I was going to say, like, this is like, it's like half uh, one of your old timey songs, half one of your like city nightclub songs. Yeah, it's like stuck between time is how I put it. Yeah, it's just like it's grabbing from like the Beach Boys and Green Day at the same time and like pulling them together. Yeah, I mean, I. It was just fascinating to find all the connections with this band. I don't really like the song that much. I I think I was more fascinated by the connections than I was the actual music. And now we can't like this band because person bad. Uh so uh move on quickly. <laughs> Let's just Okay. This is weird, Seagull. What what was I doing? I put Anathema by Nesh on here. This is like a what? I didn't know when I was into this. I don't really, I couldn't really find anything about the guy. I just found his website, it's his Instagram. It's uh, the album is called 50 Tracks to Enhance Your Robotic Implants. Um, it's like an ambient, like deep robotic techno vibe. This is like a lot of noise, it's like something you hear in like a platformer video game. Um, it's not really my thing either. I just saw the album cover and I heard a little bit of the song. I was like, wow, this is like an interesting vibe. But no, I don't like this anymore. This is, this is just some it, like background video game music. What it makes me think of is the meme, this is your brain on drugs. I don't know if you know that joke from like the Dare Association. Um, no, I do. Aren't I so predictable? I went from mom jeans to this. <laughs> or was uh, a day I also, apart. I also wrote that this... This is the musical representation of what a panic attack is. Um, and it feels like a 1980s cop procedural drama that there's someone chasing after me through alleyways. Those are my notes on this song because I didn't know what to say about it. I, was just I didn't like, know what to say about this either. It, it's noise. Go That's listen what the song to is. Anathema by Nesh I, if you want to know what we're talking about. But I mean, I if you didn't nothing. listen to the songs before, you can listen to the songs. They're linked. Uh, at multiple places like our social media at jam radio pod i'd rather talk about our social media than this song <laughs> we can just yeah. talk about edward 40 hands for the whole time i mean i'd go back to edward 40 hands before I, i'd ever praise this song <laughs> uh uh god i hated this song i i think i tried i tried so hard to like stick it out i don't think i've made it through the whole song yet i want to i want to check out the rest of this artist stuff like, I feel like there can be some more nice ambient shit there. Uh, if it's not so, like, I don't know, just panicky. <laughs> That's what it felt like. It was very panicky. But we can move on. There's not and much not here. not panicky at the disco-y. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like you had mom jeans, I have this song for this week. If We Were Vampires by Jason Isbell and the 400 unit from 2017. This was one of my top songs from 2020, like on the Spotify thing that you get at the end of the year. I think it was number five, if I remember correctly, four or five. Uh, this song basically got me through 2020. <laughs> I think most people would be like surprised by that because I like classic rock music more. And this is like 
folk Americana from Nashville, like Chappie. Uh, I think I even mentioned this band in the Chappie episode to see if he was compared compared to them. Did he know of them? I didn't. I think he did recognize the name. At least Jason Isbell, who's like the main guy in this band. The rest of them are just his backing band. Uh, he's been around for a while now. Like, I I don't know. Jason Isbell is out. I'm going to butcher this. Alabamian is how you, those people from Alabama are called. Just say uh, from Alabama. Okay. Jason Isbell, uh, the main guy, is from Alabama. <laughs> he was... Uh, he's a Southern rock and Americana artist backed by his band, the 400 unit named after the psych ward in Florence, Alabama. Uh, they also all feature Alabama artists in the background band. This song in particular won two Grammys or this album, sorry, won two Grammys. But if you like this song, you will love the rest of this album. This album is fucking amazing. It's like sci-fi Americana acoustic. Uh, that's what i wrote i was like so confused i was like how is this about vampires and they started talking about vampires i was like what it was like a hypothetical image that i did not see coming yeah there's uh, there's also other sci-fi elements in the other songs in this album this is just such a good song (laughs) i don't know why like i listened to it once and i've not stopped listening to it since whenever i started in 2020 i pre february 2020 so very early on in 2020 it talks about growing old and losing one another and how we never have enough time with people and how we how we love maybe we'll get 40 years together but one day i'll be gone or one day you'll be gone and the the imagery of like if we were vampires we could like have unlimited time we wouldn't care about all this like crap that we have to wade through Right. I think I I, th- I think through this song I've realized I'm just like a hopeless romantic. <laughs> uh, it just pulls at all the right ideas of what love should be. It's perfectly put together, and Jason Isbell and his wife are the two harmonies in the song, just to make it even more like holy shit. Uh, it I don't know why I fell in love with this song. I fucking love this song. <laughs> like, it's just. Great. And they're, they had a new album in 2020. This album's actually old when I found it. So I only found it in 2020. But then they released a new album in 2020. And it was just as good. Uh, I mean, you could take it away. I've said my, I said my spiel. I love this song. I said I a few of the things that I wrote. I don't know. I, it was like white rock. And then the, the girl came in and I was like, is this a country song? What's happening? And then yeah, it, I got thrown off by the sci-fi thing. It was really interesting. That's the Americana aspect where it's just like you Americana is influenced by rock country. There's like some R and B in there sometimes. It's it's this weird like mix. Western is also influenced in there. Yeah. It, I love this song. I love Jason Isbell. He also has another great song called Live Oak. Uh I didn't think I would fall in love with like a f- Americana album, but I did in 2020. Maybe because it was like just nice and simple uh, unlike anthema by natesh this is like a come down after that it it natesh. saved this week uh, netish i don't know uh, uh, edward forty hands had it on lock as well sci-fi americana that's what you should take from this didn't think those two words could exist together until i heard this album so your next song 
your TikTok song? Uh, we have Lemon Boy by Cave Town, the acoustic version. The acapella version. Not acoustic, it's acoustic. acapella. Is it? Okay. Acapella means it's only singing voices. Yeah, no, acoustic version's a thing too. This is not this. Yeah. Um, so Cave Town is an English singer-songwriter. Is it popular in the whole TikTok-y boy vibe? I'm going to mix up with Rex Orange County, who I think we'll talk about at some point, too. Yeah, I recommended them one of their songs. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like a... Uh, makes me think of like a kid's book song about a lemon character that he meets in his garden. Um, but it's also like Cave Town has said that this song is about his anxiety and depression. And like the lemon boy character is a character that he made up in his head to like disassociate those feelings from himself, but also um, like accept them as like a friend. So it's, I think it's a song about like acceptance, but he also um, like it, it, it progresses and he realizes the personality of lemon boy is bitter and it rubs off on himself and like you know his friends don't like lemon boy but he also learned to be nice and to to that part of him and accept it as a friend like as lemon boy um i liked the song originally and then i read about the meaning and i liked it even more i thought that was really nice the way he worked he uh fixed that in i thought it was just sweet originally and kind of a vibe but now um i think a very important message about acceptance and depression and anxiety. That's what I got, Siegel. Uh, this song, if you, it sounds familiar. Uh, it's probably because you know, if you frequent the app TikTok, you'll probably know this guy from Boys Will Be Bugs, which was like his first song that went big on TikTok. And everyone was covering it or like sad boy emotes to it. And then, I don't know. I, I think this guy got overplayed for me. So like, I just, I, I did like, overplay this one back when I was yeah. into it. Yeah. I, I really like boys will be bugs. I know it's a different song, but it's the same feeling almost. And it has that TikTok quality of song where it's like, has good parts. It gets played a lot. And then I just can't stand it anymore. <laughs> just like girl in red. Uh, or, I think a better example is like the weekend's blinding lights because that song was actually good and it got ruined by like TikTok and all like the trends that it got. It was actually a good song and now I can't fucking listen to it anymore. Uh, yeah, but it's like a weird like soft crooner pop style almost. Like he he takes weird aspects and mixes them together. Well, this is also the acapella version. True. That's what I said. That was my main point. It's like he was trying to capitalize on the glee and pitch perfect moments of the 2010s with the releasing an yeah. acapella version, which isn't really done. Um, so I give him props for that. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting to listen to an acapella song. <laughs> Just like. It's interesting. There's nothing much I can say about this. I mean, the kid's got 5 million monthly listeners at 22 years old on Spotify. Good for him. That's Those are my so He's got to be doing all my something, notes. right? Yeah. He's hitting chords with someone. It might be a TikTok younger audience, me yelling at the sky saying, I don't know. I don't understand this shit. Anyway. Uh, my next song is I Said Hi by Amy Shark from 2018. Uh, Shark is an Australian indie pop startup uh songwriter from uh the australia 
why did I say that? She's from uh, the Gold Coast in Queensland, which I went to and I loved. So if you ever get the chance to go to Australia, go to the Gold Coast. Uh, it charted number six in Australia, and it actually charted in the U.S. at number 34. I, I don't know. I never heard this song like on a radio. I think it got recommended to me on like a Spotify playlist thing. Uh, I don't know. It's just like one of those songs that it's interesting to listen to. It doesn't have much behind it. It has one of the best lines in music history, though. And I chew my gum on the left side of my mouth. Wonder when I'll spit it out. Yeah. Like, it's just pop. It's indie pop music. And you can tell by the lyrics. It's a it it hits on the fact it's like the passive aggressive, like, tell them all I said hi. Like when you text your friends, like, and you get left out at like a party. And then you find out it's like, Uh, oh, tell them all I said hi. And it's it's reminiscent because. She got like passed up a lot in the pop industry in Australia. And so like she finally got a number one hit with this song or not number one, but a hit. And so she's like telling off all the people that like passed her by in the music industry. Tell them all I said hi. Like that's the crux of this song. There's nothing much to it. Uh, She's got good vocals. I mean, she you can hear her like talent. I just I don't know. I don't know why I recommended it. It, it reminds me of the uh, the Kelly Clarkson uh, days, like those kind of songs. A little the bit. early Kelly Clarkson days. Not even that. Who who does the "Feel the Rain on Your Skin" song? Oh fuck! I don't know. <laughs> that might that might even be her. I have no idea. I can look it up real quick. Feel the rain on your, on your skin. skin. No one else got Natasha Bedingfield. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, of course. I love that song, dude. Really? I would not have pictured you to like yeah. it. I mean, it's just nostalgic. I guess. It came out like the 2000s, so we were pretty young then. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... um, It goes, like, it has like a lower and intense progression for me. I thought that was interesting. Um, you're de- I like her. I think she's a good vocalist. Um, Now that you've explained the I Said Hi meeting meaning that i didn't really look into i have a better appreciation for it um but yeah it didn't really do much of it besides that every time she said and i chew the gum on the left side of my mouth wonder when i'll spit it out i always like just laughed because i'm just like fuck why'd you use that i love i like i like little the, uh, metaphors and lyrics like that it reminds even, me of the claro uh sorry. swallow the bubblegum thing take a shot whenever i bring up claro <laughs> <laughs> I think we could do it if we tried. That is Clara. I think we can do it if we tried. Okay. Uh, it's a fine song. It's it's Australian representation, which I didn't think we had on this list. So that was good to find out. Um, right. So we got Jap- Japanese and Australian. We're hitting the Eastern Hemisphere today. Hell yeah. Final song. Okay. Naruto themed sexting by Punuchi's Pizza. Weird title and a weird band name. Um, Punuchi's Pizza was an email band from Philly. I don't know why Philly always produces the email bands. Uh, Modern Baseball, Marietta, now this. Um, they go on to Jank, who has a song we'll talk about eventually. They're both really good. But um, I have a friend who always says not to get into them because that's what I tell people as well. Because the lead singer did something really bad. 
What do you do? Make you not like the music anymore. I like underage girl, bad thing relationship. Oh, okay. So yeah. same as same as swimmers. It, that's I didn't go into it, but the guy was with a girl that was underage. So same yeah. Thing. Um, but it, it's like more clever emo lyrics. I guess they named the band after the pizza place from Futurama, which is a show I should watch and I haven't. Yes, um, you should definitely watch Futurama. It's a great show. It's it's an this is like an ode to somebody in what seems to be like the wake of a relationship wrapped in a kind of trashy sad kid scene like lifestyle, kind of like single the Mayo shit show, uh, less upbeat than that song, um, and less memorable for me. But I, the the vibe sat with me to begin with. Like it it the very the calmness of this song hooked me originally, um, but the more I listened to it, the more I was like, eh, has there not really a lot to this? The lyrics are all right. I like you're still plastered on the walls, and I can't even bring myself to cover you. Why do these kids know how? Like they're poets. Why are they so good at this? Yeah, your your music, not taste, but your I guess your music taste in bands. You have a really good way of picking lyricists. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm a lyrics guy too. Yeah, I don't think you realized. <laughs> yeah. You've re- you've gone back and listened or looked into these bands uh i mean yeah it fits the mold of a band you like that's naruto themed sex thing uh like what first off why second off why <laughs> it's just i know it, right yeah it, it distracts because the song's actually not that bad but i think when i saw the name i was almost hesitant like i hesitated to click on it because i was like Oh god, is this gonna be a fucking meme song? Uh, especially and I knew Panucci's Pizza uh from Futurama. And the cover has the dog, which is one of the saddest episodes in Futurama. So if you know Futurama, you're like, holy fuck, it's that episode that they're I referencing. I don't know what happens. Oh um, it's one of the but saddest like, I, whenever episodes. I there's like YouTube compilations of like saddest moments in TV, that always comes up. Oh my god, it's such a sad fucking moment. That dog, poor fucking dog. Uh, but when I was yeah. looking into this band, so, when I was looking into this band, I found out that they're called Math Rock, which I'd never seen that. Yeah, term. a little bit. You've never seen Math Rock? No, I've never heard of that term. So I don't know what it means. For me, it's just like I know it when I hear it. Math Rock. <laughs> uh, so apparently, Math Rock consists of prog indie rock with roots in King Crimson and Rush. And the fact that they compared or put in the same category King Crimson and Rush is mind-boggling to me. King Crimson is like heavy prog rock and Rush is like 1980s like hair rock almost. It's just it, it shocked me that those two were in comparison and they said it so casually like yeah of course these two bands. I don't see the those two bands ever crossing paths other than they were maybe around the same time. Uh, yeah, the, the the name distracts. The song's actually good. I like this song. Uh, yeah, no, this is a good song. Solid. The soulful singer again. Uh, it, it, again, it reminded me of the Francis thing where it was the lone guitarist and just like the personal aspects of it. I'm hoping it's not yeah, the singer no, that yeah. did bad things because he's actually a good singer. It is. Uh, they, oh, it is. Oh, great. Uh, but 
it reminded me of like a tiny desk concert, bring it all the way back to Hobo Johnson. Uh, where it's again, the personal audio snapshot aspect of like, he did it a live recording very quickly, but it's really good. Obviously they planned more. There's layering to the music, but yeah, I don't know. I like this song. I, it grew on me as I listened more and more this week. So that's, should I scratch it from my list because of what the artist did? Uh, maybe. Eh. Eh. But uh, I guess it's the end of week seven. Yeah, this, this is all right music. Not, I mean, it, was, it wasn't a bad uh, week. I thought it was worse. It was got to be worse going in. Um, so you want to do your top five first? Or? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, so starting from the bottom, going up as always. Five, Cinco de Mayo. Actually, no. I'm changing mine because of what the artist did. Five is Naruto-themed sexting. Four is Cinco de Mayo shit show. Three is Edward Forty Hands. Two is All the Young Dudes. And one is If We Were Vampires. I'm not going to say the artists. But yeah. Seagull Mom Jeans one. Let's go. No shit. Uh, Five, I have theme for an imaginary western. Four, I have Lemon Boy. Three, I have all the young dudes. Two, I have Cinco de Mayo shit show, and one, I have Edward Fortean. So yeah, Mom Jeans one, right? Uh, yes. It's either Mom Jeans. You put Edward Fortean's. You where you put your Edward Fortean's as three? Yeah. I put that one. And where did you put all the young dudes? Two. Oh yeah, so yeah, you put it at three. Yeah. Okay. I think Mom G's one. It was by one point, but yeah. Again, one point difference. I'm so, I'm shocked that these yeah. come down to that, honestly, because uh, I don't know. Just seems the thing like... is, it's all contained into the one listen. What does that mean? Like, uh, I don't know. If I were to like research this again, I feel like I would have a different top five. Like Edward Forty Hands would probably almost finish first. Cinco de Mayo Shit Show would probably always finish second. Um, but like when it comes to your music and like the the bottom three, it'll probably vision uh it'll vary rather. I mean, I knew my one going in. That was all. Yeah, I me knew too. At that point. So <laughs> me too. Um. So yeah. Uh, should we reveal week eight's name? Go ahead. Uh. Okay. Ask the London Dust Bunnies is week eight. Uh, London Air Raids. Cool. I don't know what Ask is from and Dust Bunny. Oh, wow. Next week is London Air Raids. I love that song. Oh, spoilers, but... It's okay. They're going to they're gonna know by the end of this. Um, yeah. So, thank you for listening, everybody, once again. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I just want to reiterate, if you want to share this podcast with anyone, that would be awesome. Music people. Show your friends. Show your Retreat. friends. Put it on Reddit. I don't know. Uh, Put it on anywhere. Put it on. However, the hell kids share nowadays. Do that. If you feature us on your stories on Instagram, we'll give you a shout out. (laughs) I'll do anything at this point. I'll give you shout outs. I'll we'll repost whatever you post about our show. Uh, Yeah, you can follow us on all social medias at JM Radio Pod on all social medias. We have the same handle. Uh, week eight is in the description as always. So listen to that before you listen to next week's episode, yep. so you understand what we're what the fuck we're talking about. And yeah, uh, do you want to <laughs> try and match up our saying the okay, words? Okay, do it again. 
Okay. You you want to count it? Three, two, one. You, you got, got some, some listening, listening to, do. to do. Fuck, that was awful. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Peace, y'all. <laughs>